0: to the Power 5 Mentality Podcast, the first and only podcast discussing mid-major marketing, creative, and more. My name is Emily McMillan. I'm the Assistant Director for Media Relations and Creative Communications at the University of Evansville. Joined as always by my co-host and co-worker, Scott Peace, Assistant AD for Marketing and Fan Engagement, also at UE. Today, on the Power 5 mentality, we are joined by the one and only Gino Velasco, creative content assistant at Troy University. The Chicago native began his career in college athletics at Bowling Green as a head creative content intern while earning his undergrad before heading on to his current role at Troy, where he is also working on his master's. Gino, uh, thanks for ha- being on with us. And um, I'll hand it back over to Scott for a episode overview.
1: Yeah, like Emily said, Gino, thanks for joining us. We're super excited to talk with you tonight. Um, just a little overview. We're going to cover his time at Bowling Green, where like Emily said, he was the head creative content intern. So what that looked like for him and what Uh, doors were opened through his opportunities there. Um, We're going to dive a little bit into his current role at Troy um, and see what goes into the magic that you've seen on your timeline, some of the videos that Gino's done lately um, that you've probably seen. And then he's also uh, one-fourth of the Woj Creative Twitter account that's kind of taken Twitter by storm the last few months and has really blown up and been a fun distraction uh, during these difficult times. So Gino, again, thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me.
1: So Bowling Green State University, um, you headed there as an undergrad. Uh, just to start off, why why Bowling Green? Um,
2: so Bowling Green, um, it's kind of a family school. So my great grandparents were there like when it first opened back in like 1912 or around that area. Um, and then my grandparents met there at Bowling Green. Um, my great aunt went there. All my great aunts went there. Um, my aunt went there and then I decided to go there. Um, so it was really just like a family decision. Um, they also gave me a, a good scholarship to go, whereas a lot of those schools didn't. So it was, it was kind of a decision between just financials and, and that's family ties at the university.
1: Awesome. So, um, while you were there, uh, you were the head creative content intern and I love to see stuff like that because one of my biggest, uh, pieces of advice, I guess, um, for people in college is to not wait until you know, senior year and wake up all of a sudden and realize that you need to get experience to be able to get a job. So the fact that you held a title like that as a student tells me that you understood that early on. So how did you get into that? What did your experience in the athletic department uh, look like that ultimately led to that opportunity?
2: Yeah, it basically started, um, I guess, the end of the summer going into my senior year um, there was a graphic that Bowling Green Athletics put out that was they were looking for student interns Um, and I kind of just took a shot in the dark Uh, I didn't really have athletics experience before that but I did Um, I was a film major so I had experience working with um, cameras and light equipment all that kind of stuff so I had the background but I didn't have the athletics um, background to that so I just kind of took a shot in the dark um, and it worked out Um, so I got to start uh, as a creative video person for for bowling green um so I worked with all the sports so it started as football um and then you know that into basketball and all that it gave me um definitely a lot of opportunities to push myself creatively mainly because um my boss was so like willing and, and and open to be being able to to express creative ideas um especially for a school that didn't really have that before um so it was really nice to be able to just step into a role and kind of try and build a brand for Bowling Green it was really fun and really exciting time
1: so you mentioned you were a film uh, major going into it so if I had told you as a freshman that this is the route that you would ultimately end up going would that have surprised you <laughs> yeah
2: it would have it definitely would have uh, going into freshman year I I was set the uh, set path of like nothing's gonna change I'm gonna be a film major I'm gonna probably move out to LA when I'm done um you know the end goal was to win like an Oscar for film editing and like by my sophomore year I'm like this is definitely not what's gonna happen
1: okay so um, talk to us just a little bit more about your specific role as head creative content intern Um, it sounds like you were given a lot of uh, a long leash i guess to kind of push yourself creatively and try new things which isn't always the case for a student Um, so definitely kudos to the the team at bowling green for allowing you to do that but what did that look like exactly on on a day-to-day
2: yeah, um, so my boss uh, was Mallory Heiser, so she's the the current uh, graphic designer and creative and digital branding person at Bowling Green. Um, so she kind of gave me, I guess you could say like a long leash of being able to to push myself and it started with football. So I created videos for football and then I guess like it was kind of like the other sports and the other coaches and all that all their other athletic staff noticed what football was getting and they're kind of like, hey, like, who's this person making videos. Um, so, from there, I kind of started with football, and I guess I expanded to. I worked really close with women's soccer that year because uh, they were on a historic run for back to back match championships and went 27 3 or something like that. Um, so, it was really fun. And then from women's soccer with men's soccer, and then basketball, basketball season. Um, and then, you know, towards the end of basketball season, I was ready to go on the road for the match championship, and then we all know what happened there. Um, but it was super exciting and super fun. And I'm really glad that I guess I took that shot in the dark and just maybe hoped because I mean, it led to all of this, but without that leash and that, I guess, trust that Mallory put into me, it was it was really helpful to uh, work with all the athletics department, especially hockey, hockey was a lot of fun too. We'll work with all these teams and and create all this stuff for all these people.
1: Well, I will say I don't know who initially had their hand in it, if it was Mallory and, and the team. I don't know how long she's been there, but I've been definitely impressed with the branding that Bowling Green has put out for the last couple of years. Um, it just looks really clean, really good. Um, yep. The unique color set that you guys have there with the orange I and brown kind of pops. So it's <laughs> unique to you guys. And, and, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You can glance at it and you know it's you. So uh, definitely credit to everyone involved there. Um, Okay, so you you entered this internship as a senior. Um, What doors did that then open up for you when you completed the internship?
2: Yes, so originally I had another GA position at um, a different university that I accepted, um, but which was unfortunately taken back because of COVID, Um, but it gave me a lot of more, not necessarily opportunities, but networking from just that. Um, I, I expanded my circle a lot from and it was just people on twitter wasn't even people i met in person um expanded my circle to to find those connections all across the country and you know professional and, and collegiate athletics um and then that also led to you know interviews and potential um, job openings um so yeah i think definitely the biggest thing that i got from working you know those six seven months was just all of the networking opportunities and relationship building i was able to do just literally through Twitter.
1: So that's an excellent point that we haven't talked a ton about um, on this show, but Twitter is such a great tool for anyone listening who's not super involved. Um, Maybe it's because you're not a big social media person and you want to stay away from that, but I cannot recommend enough getting involved on Twitter and just um, I, for myself, just the last year or so, like becoming part of that, you know, sports biz community on Twitter is you meet so many different people on the can lead to a lot of different opportunities so again not to turn this into my advice hour <laughs> but um, if you're early on or maybe even if you're not consider getting a twitter if you don't have one and becoming active even if it's just on a on a business professional standpoint but um, okay so the doors have opened up you're at troy now and i'm going to pass that over to emily to talk about that
0: yeah so um now at troy as the creative content assistant um what is that position kind of look like I I know you you focus a lot on on football on videos but what is your kind of day-to-day kind of look like
2: yeah so now that um, things are starting at full swing it's kind of as many athletics the teams as I can fit in one day Um, but football being the big one that's starting to to ramp up but yeah I do work with with all the teams Um, working on volleyball stuff right now because we have our first home match this weekend Um, but it kind of looks like I mean just planning editing if I'm not shooting I'm editing kind of thing um, so planning stuff with the football team we're doing uh, weekly jersey reveals which a lot of people are gonna be uh, I think a lot of teams are starting to do um, but we're doing that for football we have the, the videos um, kind of the cinematic videos that we'll be posting for football um, any other social content that I can get out for the other sports um, that I can go out and shoot um, That kind of kind of looks like that um, sometimes with meetings to plan out what kind of stuff we want to do plan out the intro videos or if there's any other specific shoots you want to do um, but other than that, it's a lot of just editing, it's a lot of video work, and it's a lot of just communication and working with people and trying to get um, as much out as I can to help people out.
0: Yeah, um, I was scrolling through uh your Twitter uh yesterday when I was prepping for this episode and like just looking through a lot of your football videos. And I know you're, you're producing content for everybody else, but I, I thought I, I think what struck with me with a lot of your videos were like you were able to tell. The stories of your student athletes that, without like actually doing interviews, which I think is sometimes the default, is like you have to sit someone down and talk to them to tell their story. But how 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 do you show like emotion in those stories um, through your different creative outlets?
2: Yeah, it's definitely um, definitely something I'm trying to to help out with our student athletes and help use our platform on Troy to help tell their stories. Um, like a perfect example is our unity walk that we just had. Um, so Troy had a football team organized the unity walk from um, the athletic facility to uh, John Robert Lewis Hall, um, which is being renamed um, for him. And kind of just like a show of unity and to be able to to stand united against um, social injustice and whatnot. Um, but like using stuff like that where you know players are speaking and players are talking or if we're using a voiceover to help drive a narrative, um, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, when it comes to other ways of telling emotion, um, you know, just using like almost more like traditional film techniques of like lighting and um, story and pacing and stuff like that. So I think I think the best like I try to to do that as much as possible to be able to to tell the stories of our student athletes while not like just handing them a microphone and having an interview. So I kind of try to mix the both, try to mix both as best I can of making a, an emotionally powerful video and, you know, aesthetically pleasing also while telling a story and letting them, you know, get their emotions out there or let them speak as a, as a student athlete.
0: Yeah. We've talked about this previously on, on the podcast is that I think a lot of creatives get into sports because you get to tell those stories, or at least that's why I, um, keep living like oh yeah i want to stay in sports um like what makes those stories so impactful for you and for your audience at, at troy
2: yeah so um, I mean I think I think most people tend to enjoy sports and it's such a such a coveted field of people who always want to work there. And there's all the stuff that happens behind the scenes, you know, in the locker room with the players, um, after a big win, after a loss, whereas like there's maybe two other people in the world they're gonna be seeing this. Um, so it's kind of those things where, you know, you want to capture it um as best as possible and then be able to tell those stories because if you weren't there, no one else is gonna be able to to help distribute that or to help tell those stories. Um so the the audience at troy definitely um, I think it's nice to be able to get a, a peek inside of to what um not necessarily what goes in the background but how to how to look at a piece of content and it's not just you know thirty dudes hitting each other as hard as they can where it's more of you know telling a story and that's what I try to try to do as much as possible because as much as we all love a hype video um, it's nice to be able to 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 feel something at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely something I try to harp on is is getting in those moments where typically no one else would see. Um, and using that as, as a driving force for for content stuff like that.
0: Yeah, being being on that front line of history almost like you're you're seeing something that yeah, no one else is gonna right. get to see, but also like simple videos like eating breakfast at the hotel. I, I saw that on, on your um, on Troy's feed the other day. I was like that that's the like stories of like what an actual day in the life of a student athlete is um but yeah i i i think what's really cool about your your position at troy is that you guys kind of it seems like troy invests in the creative aspects of athletics and not just do x y and z um so how how does that like how how does the creative um flow happen in your athletic department
2: I think it comes down to just trust. I think my boss trusts me enough to be able to, I mean, I came to my idea with a set of player on fire and he was like, yeah, let's do it. So it's kind of like one of those things. Um, I mean, it took like a little bit of convincing, but I mean, at the end of the day, he said, let's do it. Let's set a player on fire.
1: Um, and it worked out. Now wait a second. I want, I want you to finish your answer, (laughs) but I want to make sure we circle back to this. Yeah. Talk about the details of that, because I about fell on my chair when I saw that part of the video, but yeah, carry on. I just want to make sure we talk about this yeah
2: yeah I think it comes down to just trust uh, my boss trusts me a lot to be able to make some some executive creative decisions and then his boss also trusts me and that his boss's boss you know has to has to believe in the in the process of of um, the creative and the creative mind because it usually does not work typically as the same as someone who works in like finance or something like that um so I mean like I mean like i'll be sleeping and a creative idea hits and it's just one of those things where i send a text at 2 a.m and i'm like hey can we do this um and obviously i'm not gonna get a response till the morning but it's one of those things um where it's just i think it really really comes down to your communications team or your you know department your athletic department um, which also extends to athletic staff so coaches players trainers all that type of stuff they they have a bond and they trust in you to be able to tell a message and tell a story without making not only the university look bad but making like their team look bad um so it's definitely one of those things that is just building up that trust between between everyone involved and in, in the entirety of the athletics to be able to to do those things
0: yeah i i i agree with all with everything you just said but i'm completely distracted by the story with setting a, a player on fire i need more <laughs> background on that
2: <laughs> yes yeah, so Full props, first of all, to the University of South Carolina and Justin King and his team. Um, they did this two years ago, a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, they did something similar to it, and I saw it, and I really, really liked the idea. Um, and I wanted to spin it with the theme of like a phoenix and you know being reborn from the ashes, that kind of thing, um, because from like a from a Troy University standpoint. Um, our record last year and our, our development last year wasn't as good as we hoped for, um, like most teams when they don't do so well. So, this year, our our theme is like building the foundation and being uh, that kind of stuff. So, I wanted to go towards a theme of like you know, the phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes pretty much. So, um, I found a poem online, I cut it up a little bit to make it fit more to what I um, was going for, and basically, um, I remember we. My boss was on the field with the player we're going to use. he had to FaceTime me because I asked him because I wanted to see his reaction to to what he how he was going to react to being set on fire. And he was super excited about it. Um, and then obviously when we got there, he was little. He was like, "Hey, can you set yourself on fire first? So I just set myself on fire a few times to to show the equipment staff and and everyone that you know it was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, so then we got Demarcus Ware involved, which was super cool and super fun uh, to get him involved in that voiceover. Um, and yes, yeah, so we kind of ran with the theme of, of the Phoenix and being reborn and, you know, never dying, essentially, um, and using that as a driving force for um, the reveal. I and mean, I think it went really well.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I watched that video uh, last night and I was like, my original thought was that it was... Um... You edit, like, just edited bit, uh, fire on it. I didn't realize that you actually set the student athlete on fire. So, that that's an awesome story. And if anyone listening wants to see that video, it's on the Power Five Mentality uh, account. We will share it after this uh, recording. So, uh, I like what you were saying earlier with that tr- partnership between kind of the coaches and the creative staff and the administrators, and we're all working on the same. Same team uh, how how do you guys make that work at, at Troy because I, I know at places I've worked in the past it's it's hard because coaches kind of just see their own team which very fair they're going to fight for their program that's why they're there and they're going to fight for their student athletes as much as possible but how do you guys find that 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 balance between like football's a driving force but you want to show off women's soccer just to, just as much
2: yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it also just comes down to just communication and working together. Um, obviously, I work with football a lot because this football season going on right now, and it's and it's a big driving force for, you know, multiple multiple things of the university. Um, but you know, there comes a time where it's like, hey, women's soccer has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So let's let's go to a scrimmage. Let's go to a let's go to a game. Let's go to a practice and, get, and shoot, take a shoot real quick. You know, and take and get a few social clips out of that, um, or let's go to a game and get some stuff out of that. Um, or like one volleyball, same thing. Um, so we try to to just to just spread it out evenly and show everyone that we can help out, or I can help out, or whoever can help out um, as much as possible. Um, and then I think when it comes to um, just like the trust aspect of things is just proving it in a sense. So I mean, obviously when I came to Detroit, I didn't have that trust. I had to, you know, show different types of things. Um, I had to, you know, prove basically that I could do X, Y, Z, um, and then help build that troy brand or help um tell stories in in some sort of fashion i couldn't just go in there and be like hey coach i want to sit in on a meeting on day one and i want to hear everything that you're going to tell your players it's like no it's not going to work it's not going to fly um so you know it took a little bit and it took a little bit of of proving it essentially and Making that kind of videos and showing off the brand and making Troy look good and making the university look good and making other athletics departments look good so that um, you know it doesn't look like you're selfish or the department is selfish. Um, so that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's. We do a. We do a great job at Troy to help out. I mean, our our, our volleyball program is is going to be really good this year, and we're super excited for our volleyball team. So we've been helping them out a lot, and then football's starting, and women's soccer just had their first game um, last weekend. So it's super. It's just. It's really exciting and really fun to be back on so many things.
0: I'm I'm sitting over here being a little jealous because at UE we're we're looking forward to basketball season in November, um, and so I I think it's it's really cool that you're taking advantage of games going on right now yeah. um mm-hmm. i saw like their, your bus edit video and all of that kind of um all of that kind of content but yeah i i think you hit it right on the head that we we as athletic administrators value all of our student athletes the same because cross-country runners working just as hard as a football player yeah, exactly um, at, at the end of the day but um kind of shifting gears a little bit but in a covid kind of world that we're all living in right now um We've seen stories all, all the time about people getting furloughed or laid off and whatnot, especially in the creative fields um, because you have to have people to run games, but you don't necessarily need to have people to run social media or make videos. Um, just talk about any thoughts that you have um, with that and talk about why it's important for athletic departments to invest in their creative and video and graphics departments
2: yeah uh, i mean it's a scary stressful time um especially right when i think the, like the when the big 10 canceled the bit pac-12 canceled i feel like we saw a second wave of furloughs even like throughout the entire country um so it's scary it's definitely scary it's definitely stressful um and i think not maybe not convincing but trying to show that you know these are not just like fancy videos that you know people watch because they're bored i mean you have donors you have recruits you have fans that are all watching that Um, I think creative is one of the biggest recruiting platforms for student athletes in general, because at the end of the day, student athletes are going to want to go to a place where they can get a cool graphic or they can, you know, be in a super cool video where, you know, they're displayed doing what they love. Um, and then you're helping out, you know, you're helping out both parties. So I think just, just trying to, again, not convince, but get them to like, understand that it's not just cool stuff to look at it's at the end of the day it's it's helping the university tremendously tremendously uh through you know 17 different ways that you don't even think of um and I think recruiting is the biggest one because recruits nowadays they want it the, they want I mean they just want cool stuff and I would want cool stuff about a student athlete as well um so yeah it's definitely just you know kind of keep your head down grind it out um try to make as the best things you can because um at the end of the day you know none of this stuff is guaranteed at, at, with what's going on so keeping it your job and, and just loving what you do and then being able to to translate that into um to to translate that into what is getting posted on social i think is i think is the best way to go about it
0: yeah kind of like we said earlier proving it proving yeah. the value of um social media and creatives um but using that as a great segue to a side project you have on um, social media with uh, Woj Creative. Um, can you just, for the listeners out there that might not know what that is, um, just kind of give a summary and kind of the origin story behind that awesome Twitter account. Yes.
2: Yeah, so it really, it really started off as a joke. That's what it was. It was a joke. Um, there's a group chat that there, a few of us are in. We were kind of like just joking about how, I think someone announced that they got a new job. I don't know who it was, but how everyone treats it as like free agency, and how um, you know some people posted like a graphic, or some people would just make like an announcement, and it's treated like a free agency in, the, in this field. And we were just saying like, wouldn't it be funny if there was like someone or something that would announce free agency signings like how Woj does? And we're like, yo, let's create this account. This will be hilarious. Um, and we gained like 800 followers in the first like two hours, something like that. And we didn't think it would go crazy like this. Um, so it really did start as like a joke of to just announce people's creative you know endeavors and creative moves um, and then from there it it blew up and we f- kind of figured out like hey um, this is not a joke anymore we should use this um, platform um, you know for for better not just to announce people's um, signings so it turned into more of a platform and a, and a, and a place for creatives all across you know the globe uh, professionally and in collegiate sports to to network and to to use it to announce, you know, where they're going or, or who they're with or and whatnot. And then from there, we decided to take a step further, um, especially with all the furloughs going on, we took a step further to um, create like a, a, the spreadsheet, the free agency list of of people who are actively searching for jobs and we i can't even count the amount of dms that we've gotten for people to add to a list and on top of that employers reaching out being like hey i saw some person off your list like it's okay if i use it or hey can i use your list to to find someone and that was that was the whole goal that was our biggest goal was to use that as a as a place for people to to find their next step
0: yeah i i i think i saw it saw that account get created the day it happened i was just like what is happening i don't know what this is but it's amazing um and so i i think that's really cool especially in a covid world where everything's very uncertain and there's a lot of uh, kids coming out of undergrad looking for jobs in sports that aren't there right now and so keeping options open um but cool thing you guys announced the other day was an a partnership with openly um yes. if you want to talk a little bit about that
2: yeah so um matt from openly reached out to us kind of wondering so openly is is this platform where you can it's kind of like a job review but like not a job review where you could talk about the places in sports where you've worked and kind of um, use that as a platform for you know looking if you're a, a you know, pursuing a job and you want to look into where it is Uh, you can kind of understand the uh, the culture and the aspects of like that workplace and whatnot um so they reached out to us we're there's going to be kind of like a a a woge forum where we can use basically kind of the same things that we do on twitter um we're announcing creative signings and announcing free agencies and then i'm using that as a free agent area to post and talk about um You know, job job openings and job signings. So that's what we're super excited about. Uh, We're really excited to be working with Openly. Um, It's a great platform, and I think it will really help you know as many people out as possible.
0: I think that kind of wraps up my section of um, the fun podcast. I'll hand it back over to Scott.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's really cool to hear the origin story because honestly, I think we've talked about it on the show before. It sounds a lot like the origin of this podcast, which um really started as a graphic that Emily made and me making a joke that it sounded like a podcast that we needed to create and then mm-hmm. uh a couple of days later there was a website a twitter account and then we were looking into our first guest so yep. uh a lot of good things can come from you know i guess a joke and um a side project and really a distraction is what it started out as during uh the peak of working from home and covid and all that and it's really turned into a, a fun thing. But um wanna transition then to our R and D segment, which is rip off and duplicate. Um, so talk to us about a time, and I'm interested to hear your answer as a creative minded person. Uh, talk to us about a time that you took an idea from another school or organization and uh, modified it to work for yourself. Yeah, so I guess I guess
2: the, the most recent and perfect idea was was recently with uh, with the, the jersey reveal we did. Um, so, yeah, again, shout out to, to Justin King, the team in South Carolina. Um, but, yeah, I saw that. Um, I was really just looking for jersey reveals just to get inspiration. That's usually what I do for anything. I would just look at other people's videos um, and try to get, like, some inspiration and then, you know, unravel the ball of yarn from there. Um, but I definitely, definitely really loved their idea, um, and I wanted to put our own spin on it for Troy um, to fit you know, the theme for this year and just and just the theme going forward and how we felt um, about this team, you know, being really special. It was a really, really special team that we have this year. So I'm super, I was super excited to, to get it to work and to get it to fit um, our brand without, uh, I didn't want people to look at it and be like, South Carolina did this a year ago. Like, this is boring. Um, I wanted to, to use it as inspiration for something else. So I think it worked out good. I think it turned out really well.
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. And as a kind of unbiased third party i think you you hit the nail right on the head with that one it was that was really cool um well thank you so much for joining us Uh, i think that's about all we have for you but um as always we like to leave the uh the floor open to you here at the end for any remarks that you have or anything you want to say to the people listening really about anything at all yeah
2: um i guess my final remarks would just be uh just be kind to one another. You know, everyone's going through tough times. No one knows what's going on. No one knows. You don't know what anyone else is going through. Um, so kind of just keep up that peace, love, positivity with everyone. Be kind. You know, show empathy, that kind of stuff. Let's all just, just show that a little more, you know. Always nice to be nice.
0: Yeah. I, I want to thank you again, Gina, for joining us. Um, we want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at P5 Mentality. Subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast streaming site. Check out our blog on the Power 5 Mentality website. And remember, Power 5 is just mentality.